So I didn't realise he was Agreed. listening. But he's, he's 18, 19, so it's not like okay, fine. we're turning into a 14-year-old into some sort of maniac like Rogan does. But he's front of the house at Tanamba. And because, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was chatting to my folks about it, and he's like, Are they really going to come out for a meal? Mum said, Yeah, and he's like, Oh, excellent. So, I'll finally get to meet Griff. That's me. <laughs> that is you. Uh, ready to get this show on the road? That's what I thought. Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Uh. Oh, yes, perfect. Uh, what's up, everyone? That was a nice uh, intro for everyone, I think. Uh, this is Griff, another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. And rudely butting in was my co-host, Tony, from Down Under. How are you, Tony? I'm pretty fucking good. Sports is going all right for me at the moment. And I don't mean sports gambling, just the teams that I have, like, a supporting interest in that aren't my main team. We've got, yeah. of course, the OKC. Do some betting all in there. Yeah, absolutely. But we've got some OKC Thunder kicking off the season against, um don't know whether you're familiar with them. I think they're Chicago... Um, Cows or steers or something. Um, sure. I think their one star is Kobe White. Don't know. Whether Andrew, uh, Andre Drummond sort of looked like a steer out there, to be fair. I mean, he looked like he's about ready for some rec league ball. <laughs> no, um, the, the, it's dramatic, the difference in talent in those two teams, and I feel like you're going to be watching a side that is in it for three quarters and then get blown out week after week by... 20 points in, in sort of that. If they, I, I'm telling you this right now. I'm not even sure they, to, to be a slightly more competitive team, the Bulls, if they took 10 of Kobe White's minutes and gave them to Alex Caruso and another 10 of Kobe White's minutes and gave them to Ayo DeSumo, they would, they'll win 43 games this year. <laughs> so you're very happy with how Billy Donovan is, is, Working the team, and I don't know what I don't understand what Kobe White. Kobe White is a, such a net negative when he's on the floor, um, and he's playing this many minutes after got, having gotten two fouls in the first like seven, like four minutes of the game or something. Yeah, well, I think um, it was. Less he has than no. That. Yeah, he has like no defensive. He cannot do anything. He's useless on defense. He's a sitting yep. duck. So if you're running him out there with Zach. I mean, you're asking for trouble, and Vooch. So your starting lineup has three negative defensive players. One neutral defender, we'll say, in DeRozan, who at least can stand in the right place at the right time. Um, and then Patrick Williams, who, I mean, he's pretty athletic, but he's not always good at in positioning. Yeah. So I, um, I just don't know how this team, I mean, I, without, a, without Caruso or Io on the floor, these large swaths of time, they're going to get they're they're going to have 130 points scored against them every game. I mean, it's going to be nuts. It is looking rough for your Bulls. On the other hand, the Thunder looks solid. Um, Usman Jang looks to have taken a step forward. It is against Chicago, so I don't know how much um, 
You it looked okay. That? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, they have a really great player. That's going to help them. They'll be fine. They have yep. one insanely good player, and they have a couple nice, reliable, um, like, number two type guys. And then, so they, they'll be fine. They'll, you know what? They might make the playoffs. I think they'll do better than make the playoffs. I think they'll be a top four seed, even in... Mm. Even in the West. So that's my view on them. Now let's get on to something that we can both get behind. The Tottenham okay. Hotspurs, top Tottenham of the Hotspur. league. Yeah, it looked great. I mean, highly professional performance, I thought, on Monday, right? I mean, that, yep. they weren't um, – they didn't blow you away. I thought the first half they looked amazing. And then um, second half, maybe a little bit let the foot off the gas. Uh, got some good goal uh, goalkeeping there. Yep. For sure, because they have a good goalkeeper. Um, but the, the, they isn't could, that what um, you want out of a I, team, though, to be able to win those games that they would have lost in previous years, even though they took the? Oh, of course. I think they would have won this game either way. Honestly, I just didn't think they looked as good in the second half. I, I think they still pretty much like, you know, they 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 didn't give Fulham a bunch of awesome chances or anything. They got some good. They got a save or two out of it, but. Um, I don't think Fulham's that Fulham's that good either. No, Fulham are terrible. Um, but I thought um, I think they would have won this game. I I'm glad they played well in the first half. I know that they wanted to rest some guys because they they somehow played the last game of last week and the first game of this week. Yeah, that's up, weird. Which is interesting um, because they play Friday, so I think they wanted to get some of their guys off. Um, and they'll get and they didn't and they didn't have Asuma, so that's nice too yeah. to not. You know, they were able to play Hoybear Hoybear for a whole game, you know, which is cool. They'll be they'll be okay. I think Palace is a tougher um tougher one for them, but it's still at home, I think, right? They're still at home. Yeah, so. and I don't think they've I think they've won all the games at home this year. Haven't even known it. We're, we're we're at Palace, which is a bitch of a place to go play. So um hey, it's might no be a little tricky, town. but Yeah, that's right. But uh, let's let's see how we do. I thought they looked much better against Fulham than they did against Luton. So, um, yep. hopefully, we can keep keep that run going. But uh, uh, how about yeah, Ange, the, the most successful um, new Premier League manager ever? He's amazing. We're we're loving it. Let's uh, keep it going. He's seems like the you know, seems like he's really enjoying it. Seems like the team's really enjoying it. Let's try yep. not to you know bruise it up. Let's try not to dive bomb this thing. <laughs> but you know who else hasn't lost a game yet is the Vegas Golden Knights are seven and zero still, <laughs> um, which is amazing. So uh, for a brief period, we had uh, both hockey teams in town. The, the Golden Knights and the Silver Knights, the AHL team, were undefeated. They had won. They were ten and zero combined. Wow! Um, but then the Silver Knights lost last night. Uh, so they gave it up, but. Um, still, Golden Knights doing good. Every you know, Aces just had their championship parade. Everything's good except the Bulls. The Bulls fucking blow. Um, so that's we got it all. We got it all together here, except except the Bulls, who are uh, total pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> the Bulls shot forty threes tonight. Oh my yeah. god. Hey, they want to they want to modernize, and this is the thing. There's no use modernizing just to modernize. That's why OKC are a fun team to watch. They they drive the ball so much more than the rest of the NBA because they've got 
a guy like Shea who can get to the line like Harden in his peak, but actually gets real contact other than flopping around. Yeah, they're they're really quite miserable. Um, <laughs> it's, the, fun. Uh, it's fun seeing you like this. You don't often get like this with the Bulls because often when we're talking, the first game's already over. It's not when we record and you've already lost all hope and you, you're on to other stages of grief, but this is fun. Yeah. Bears are bad too, but I don't really care about them, so fuck yeah. that. Um, Tony, you're right. I had a little bit I wanted to do here, so why don't okay. we do this? Um, I, I pulled this off of CNN.com. You know how much I love CNN, the uh, liberal brag <laughs> that is CNN, famously. Um, and this is just published today, uh, 2.29 a.m. Eastern on October 25th, so yesterday in your terms. Uh, as Vegemite turns 100, an A to Z of the top foods and drinks Australians love most. Well, I just want to correct you. It's A to Z because if you're going to pronounce an Australian list, it's Z, oh, not A to Z. Z. Sorry. Because you, right, yeah. A to do you, Z. Do you know the reason why you guys say Z? No, I don't. It fits better in the song. That's the only reason you actually, as a nation, changed the way you pronounce the letter. Look it up. If you don't believe me, but I'm well, sure you believe me. I, I trust you. Uh, why would you lie to me? Um, all right. First one, I'm not familiar with this one, Tony. Letter A is aeroplane jelly. Okay, so it's just our name brand of Jello. So Okay, this is just Jello. Okay, gotcha. Yep. All right. Next one I got is Bowen mangoes. Uh, they're just a Queensland variety of mangoes. They're delicious. Um, but it's just a, like a cutie or a satsuma, you know, like it's a sub variation of a fruit species. Is it like one of those, is, is it, is it green and orange or is it yellow? Is it like a little yellow guy? I think it's more a yellow guy, yellow orange. I'm going to look up this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, um, okay. You yeah, probably it, get I mean, them in the States go, without sure. knowing. Might, we might get these ones. I'm not sure. We get those little ones that are, um. Little ones, I think they're more Southeast Asian. The uh, uh, champagne mangoes that are like uh, little little tiny yellow ones that are about like hand sized. You can easily pick them up. And they See, don't really have much, much of a pit. We know them under their um, commercial name, which is Kingston Pride. So during well, all times of year, actually, our mangoes actually go by their varieties because they're so different in flavors. Some are sour, some are sweet. Um, regardless of how ripe they are, so um, we know them. Seems pretty good. Right. We'll see if I can get my hands on one of these. Oh, all right. Next yeah. one. Uh, you, we've you've talked about this one many times. The Chico roll. Yep. Inspired by Chinese spring rolls, it says. Yep. Uh, it really is just a. It was one of those make do products using the ingredients they had at the time, and it just becomes part of the culture. It's no different to, hey, the one I would that I've seen that you don't see anywhere else because you see curry and fish and chips at other places now. But the spice bag that the Irish had, have, have you heard about that? What? No. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. And like spice bag, I think they have like. Uh, the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you go on to the next thing. I'll, I'm looking up spice bag. The next thing know. they have on here is a spice thing. It's called duca which oh. you're probably familiar with. It's a Middle Eastern spice yep. 
that is popular here too. I don't know if this is, is, is this more popular in Australia? I don't. It's pretty popular, but we start to personalize it and add some Australian native um, foods uh, to it okay. and seeds, stuff like bottle seed, um, macadamias that are added to it. Um, so it, it gets some sort of customization for Australia. Um, right, well, an E is this. Okay, what do you got? Uh, the spice bag is a fast food dish most popular in Ireland, inspired in quotes by Chinese cuisine. Um, it's sold in Chinese um, shops in Ireland. Typically, a spice bag um, consists of deep fried salt, uh, deep, yeah, deep fried, oh, salt and pepper and chili chips. Um, okay. Chicken. Nothing like some deep fried salt. One of my favorite things to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was really phrased. Uh, red peppers, sliced chilies, fried onions, and a variety of spices. And then it's served with fries. So you get the things in a bag separate and then they're dumped on fries. Super weird. All right. Yeah. This does look weird when I look it up. Yep. Okay. Uh, we have letter E is emu. Okay, we all know what that is. The yeah, little, nobody uh, actually bird. eats it. It's fucking garbage bird. It's yeah. like like the Australian yeah, version right of turkey. All right, flat whites. I we have flat whites here. I'm, I'm I'll definitely be getting one though. Of course in, you will in Australia. Yep, I'll drink a flat white. Okay, this one I didn't know. Tony G is Golden Gay Time, oh. which is a funny name, but it it's ice cream apparently. Yeah, fucking love a Golden Gay Time. Big Shed Brewing did a Golden Gay Time beer for Gabs a couple of years ago that was pretty killer. No, you've got to have a Golden Gay time. They've got a unique biscuit crumb on the outside of the ice cream. It's pretty cool. Mm. All right. When I say right, H biscuit, is the hand- it's cookie. I yeah. Mean. yeah, I get you. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I know you didn't mean like a Southern style fucking fried chicken biscuit. That would, I mean, that would be good, but um, – H is a hamburger Aussie style. We have talked about this on the show yeah. at some point, I'm sure. It's a garbage fire. Pineapple and egg. It does suck. Yeah, we don't, we don't want that. I might just, I mean, if I eat a burger, I'll just have a regular type, I think. Yep. Um, Find a good smash. Okay, this is a new one to me, Tony. The letter I, iced, the iced Vovo. The iced Vovo. That's an Aussie bicky that you can get at the supermarket. There's a lot of love for the iced Vovo, but I, I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather have like an English Jaffa cake instead. Hey, Jay is sort of Jay is a, a cheat. They didn't they couldn't come up with Jay because they just said junk food and they're just lumping in uh, cherry cherry um, cherry ripes. No, they're fucked uh, up. Caramello koalas from Cadbury. They got some various Allen's lollies, minties, fantalas, fantalas, snakes. See, oh, fantails. That makes sense. You uh, Jaffa's snakes and classic party mix. See, they cherry gone- bread is in here too. Yeah, they should have gone with Jaffa, though. Uh, a Jaffa, yeah, that's why I was like, they have a J in here. I don't understand. Yeah, okay, so a, a Jaffa is just a candy, and it's a hard-shell candy, but it's it's round like a ball bearing. It's much bigger than an M&M, but it's the same sort of coated candy, and it's an orange shell with orange flavorings. They're kind of delicious. I've got a stout for you. Did I buy that for you, or did I buy that for me? Anyway, in the fridge, I've got a Ramjet that is Jaffa flavored this year. Mm. Also, uh, about the Aussie hamburger, uh, even I know, based on conversations with you leading up to me going there, that H should have been the halal snack pack, right? Shouldn't that have been what H is? Not yes. hamburger Aussie style? Okay, yes. Thank you. All right. 
because K is kebab. And oh. I'm like, no, they should have done halal snack pack and not kebab. Every every non-U.S. country eats kebab. Yeah, they do. You know, that's that's what this is, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and L is, one of those of course, like night rolling yeah. out of a bar some, at some point. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Uh, L is uh, the Lamington, of course, where I feel like we already have somehow between like eight and ten different places to eat desserts <laughs> on our map. And the Lamington is one of, is at least three of them. But Melbourne seems to have like a situation right now. I have a fa- an Instagram thing fed to me every hour. It seems like it's like <laughs> this viral this viral dessert shop just opened in Melbourne. I'm like, how much fucking dessert are these people eating? My God, everything is a so there must be a goddamn million like cake shops floating yep. around in Melbourne. So there are. I mean, sounds cool. L is Lamingtons. We've talked about those many times. M is the meat pie. We have talked about those probably 600 times. Yep. Um, now, now, Tony, you said the brands, like the big brands are maybe not so good, like 4 and 20 and Villies. Yeah, Gillies. It says there's a V in this. Well, <laughs> they've, they've cut and pasted it wrong. It's Gillies pies, I think. Villies. Villies Family Bakery. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, and then um, you know, every town they say every town pretty much has their own pie bakery place. So fuck yep. that. Yep. Um, all right, and his noodles. That's kind of a that's kind of a cop that's out, a cop isn't out. it? Yeah. I don't know what I mean, I'd have for any sure. in its place, but yeah, that. Like, I, I'll, I will be eating some though. I mean, yeah. you have a million noodle shops there, so we do, but it's still not. That's too generic. Oh, his oysters. Yeah. Love a fucking good yeah. oyster. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited to try some Southern Hemisphere oysters. That yeah. sounds cool. Sydney Rock oyster. Now, P I'm familiar with, but I, I typically associate this more with New Zealand. You can tell me if I'm wrong, is pavlova. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is the whole point for the list. You wanted to start a national feud between Australia and New Zealand, and I will not buy into yep. this. Um, pavlova was invented in New Zealand, but is most closely associated with Australia. It's something that we have at gotcha. Christmas time. Okay. Um, it's uh, everybody has their own spin on it, but there is kind of a traditional way to do it. The key really comes down to the perfect meringue, where it's hard on the outside but soft and marshmallowy on the inside, and then yep. just jam pack it full of right. seasonal fruit. That sounds good to me. I'm and gonna be a little sweet, cream. but yummy. Uh, we have Q is Quandong and quince. Okay, so a Quandong is a similar to a peach. It says, "Yeah, it is." Um, not particularly. Popular. I know what a quince is. We have those here. Yeah, but it's a native Australian fruit, so that's I think what it's standing in for. Uh, the fruit is best known as the star in Maggie Beer's quince paste, yep. the only way to eat soft cheese. Now, I do like quince paste. Oh, we'll get um, you some of that. It is good with cheese, so that sounds good. Yep. Uh, R is for rum. Bundy. Uh, you, guys, you guys are making a lot of that, some Bundy. Yep. yep. Uh, S is for, oh, here's another cop-out one, uh, Tony. Uh, seafood. We already oh. did oysters. Let's throw in <laughs> seafood. Just I mean, I love I love. I will eat some. I mean, the seafood looks great. I'm going to a whole. We're going to St. Peter oh. in Sydney, which is 
100% seafood, so I yep. can't wait to eat that, yeah. Um, tea, we all know what tea will be. Tea is the one we all know, Tim Tams. Yep. You is, now this is a new one for me, Tony. You is Uncle Toby's Muesli Bars. Okay. <laughs> this is so specific. Like, they picked a bag. Right, it is. A, a, a brand of granola bar, and, yeah, they Okay. Yes, they were in every kid's lunch. I was going to say, this is, sounds like this sounds like a kudos. What we would have, what we call a kudos bar. Okay, here. it's it. It was a. It was a. I mean, it was a big time. It was a very popular brand of granola bar yep. in like the eighties. Yeah, and and nineties. But you look back on it now, and maybe these were. Maybe this is just an American thing. Maybe the Australian ones were super healthy and good yep. for you. But the kudos bar now, you you think about it and you're like, oh, that was just a fucking candy. Yeah, it's a candy um, bar. With it's like really the, not good for you. No, yeah. there's there's so much sugar in those things. They're no better in Australia because ours yeah. actually have star ratings. And most of the Uncle Toby muesli bars, which is only rated against the category, has one and a half stars. Which you, which right. Okay. All right. So that sounds like it's about right. But yeah, the yeah. kudos bar and the and the Uncle Toby's muesli bars sound like they're in the same family. Uh, v is of course Vegemite, um, which you know what I'll I'll be eating some. I'm sure that the breakfast at my hotel will allow oh, me yeah. to put some Vegemite on toast with really no issue. Uh, w is wheat wheat bix. Yep. This looks like some kind of cereal. I'm thinking yep, it is. It's um, cereal that I often have during yeah. winter with some warm milk. Um, your hotel will probably have that as well. Um, Try it with some warm milk and a tiny bit of sugar. Oh, these look, these are like, they're, they're different than, this is what granola, healthy granola bars look like in the U.S. is like this. And I will say like wheat beets are genuinely healthy. They, they get like a yeah, five-star yeah. cereal this, rating. This shit's all fiber. Your, your yep. ass is in flawless condition if you eat yep. these things. Yep. And surprisingly tasty uh, with some warm milk. Great, I'm I'm into it. Actually, We're winding down here. X X is quad X beer, Tony. No, not quad X beer. Four X beer. It's not quad. Four X beer. Yeah, never heard. Of oh, it's a, quad whatever. X. Quad uh, X is pretty good, though. We could go with that. It is. Um, I think um, CUB might have a thing to say about that. But this is one of these odd things in the Australian beer culture. Well, not odd things. I think it used to be the same in America, that you had these regional beers, but they're basically all the same beer up and down the coast. Mm -hmm. So 4X tends to be, or at least used to be, consumed by Queenslanders. Honestly, it's yep. it's closer to Great Northern than, than anything else because it was designed to be mm. consumed in really hot weather, tastes like water. Uh, then going down the coast, you go into Sydney, which used to be a two-east town, not so much these days. And then you get to Victoria, which, of course, was uh, Vic Bitter or Carlton Draft. Tassie had their own breweries. South Australia had Coopers and West End. And WA had yeah. Swan Brewing. But as things get nationalised, Draft starts to take over. And, yeah, you still see Forex around the place. But it's less regional. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time thinking about eating, drinking, drinking 4X beer. I'll be, I'm sure yeah. I'll be drinking other things. Um, okay, now the letter Y. Now this one I really didn't know. They, they look familiar though. These are called yab, yabbies. 
they share some, I'm sure, deep, dark relationship to a crawfish, but like a crawfish, they're a freshwater crustacean. Yeah. Or like a, I mean, I guess langoustines are saltwater. They're saltwater, they? yeah. They, that's not. Yeah. Because they look much bigger than a. Than a crawdad. They're not. Okay. I think that's just a photo. We used to go yabbing in in other people's dams, used to put some meat on a hook and meat in a cage and try and get the yabbies to crawl on in. And lastly, Tony, where then we're finally done with this bit is zucchini fritters, which I did not know is an Australian delicacy, but they are uh, Turkish and served with yogurt or Greek and served with tzatziki, which is yogurt kind of still. Yeah, yep, it is very much right. still yogurt. I, I mean, I love zucchini, and a zucchini fritter sounds wonderful to me. So, all yeah. right, that's that's all the foods I'll be eating officially. It's laid out here. Um, <laughs> I will have I will have at least one of all of these things, maybe. Uh, probably maybe not, not any. Em- I mean, I would eat I would eat emu, but I don't care. But why? If I do, yeah, yeah. What's the point? I'm not going to waste it meal on it and i don't know if i'll eat any air aeroplane jelly because i really don't need i don't eat a lot of jello <laughs> not walking around thinking about eating jello so i might just pass on that too yeah because hey when my you, ass is eating a chico roll that's for damn sure oh fuck yeah yep there'll be no issues with getting you a chico roll they're ubiquitous but yeah things like aeroplane jelly it's exactly the same as jello it's not even that there's a difference there's different box art but the product inside if it was efficient to, would have come out of the same factory in China, but it's not efficient to do that, so it gets made locally. It's owned, but... it's owned by McCormick McCormick Foods, yep, which is uh, the company McCormick, and they make like spices here and shit. Like, yep, you can get McCormick's right. um, chicken salt. Your ass will be getting some of that. All right, what wasn't that for? C? What was C again? Oh, Chico roll. Chico roll. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Tony. Well, I got one more free uh, before we get to all of our uh, segments. I wanted to talk about this, and I, this this is based on a recent experience I had, very recent this week, in fact. Tony, is there any more restaurant experience worse than going to a shitty Italian restaurant? I don't know if it gets much worse to me. Uh, oh. No, that's that's pretty bad because, yeah, I I I can see where you're headed here, and I think you're right. I'll let you actually yeah. tell whatever story you're going to tell, but I, I've I've got a suspicion where I know where this is headed. So I um, we had to meet up with a couple of uh, a group of um, we'll say friends and. Uh, Strangers also, uh, but they were tra- a couple of our friends were traveling with a group and they wanted to meet up with us. So we met up with their group at um, they had we just let them choose where to go. I, I made plenty of recommendations. Trust me. I went to a place called Carmine's in the forum shops. I don't know if you are at all familiar with this place. No. Um, it's it's sort of an outpost of a small national like based in new york chain but there are they do a couple other locations nationally and they do everything like family style which is fine i don't mind that you know bring out a big you know a bunch of chicken parms and some you know it's all like italian american red sauce stuff which i think is fine i i don't have anything against that um it's it's a type of food you know 
can be good, in fact. You know, you make a good red sauce, you put a nice piece of chicken in there, slap some cheese on it, nothing better, you know? Yep. Uh, in this case, that was that did not happen. Uh, they ordered a bunch of stuff. We had some pastas coming around to us. We had some pasta that came to us that, I swear to God, the sauce was just straight up, like, chicken broth with, like, three garlic cloves, like, burnt garlic cloves in it. <laughs> um, pasta, like, barely cooked, like, really edging on not cooked pasta. Um, some really nasty, uh, some really nasty stuff. Calamari tastes like rubber. There's just something about that Italian food when it's not good that it's really, really bad to me because it's, I think part of it is that it's, it's easy. It's not easy to make, but it's easy for it to be good. It, It doesn't take a lot of, um, complexity for me to like to enjoy some, you know, pasta and red sauce. You know, you don't have to do anything crazy for me to like that. Yeah. But it almost feels like you have to try harder for it to be ass. I don't know. It just seems crazy to suck that bad. And I was just so annoyed. I'm like, man, I came all the way here. Downstairs is RPM Italian, which I know fucking rocks. And I'm eating this. Like, this is it, like, literally it's 300 feet away is a good Italian restaurant. <laughs> what am I doing here? And I was just like, I was so miserable about it. I think the other reason is, Tony, because there's so many Italian restaurants, not just in Vegas, and there yep. are a lot here, but in the world, in the, yes. especially in this country. And it's, it's again, not something that's mind-bogglingly difficult to put together an edible version of Italian-American favorites. Um, in fact, there's one restaurant that has like three or 4,000 locations doing it every day. Um <laughs> That, and I just, I have just could not believe how they they seem to have one full of uh, olives. Um, but I just could not believe how bad this was. I mean, Olive Garden is more palatable to me than this because it was just it wasn't even just bad. It was like you could tell it was poorly done, like it was fucked up. Yep. So um, I, I was I, very disappointed about that. Do not go to that place if you're in Vegas. I will get mad at you. I definitely thought you were going to mention about the sauces because a bad red sauce will fuck something up um, terribly. But I also thought you would mention about like soggy noodles or under-seasoned noodles being sort of key as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this case, I just thought they were under they were undercooked. They didn't even put them in the water long enough. Like, it was not al dente. It was like there was a, a bite, like a crunch to it. You know, like there is yep. an unpleasant or just like that uncooked flour taste, you know, which is is always unpleasant. Yeah, yep. I, I was not. I was just so annoyed by it. Um, and I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, this, you even, this isn't the only time you haven't had a good meal. You've eaten shit that you didn't like before. There's just something about it being Italian food that was so ir- And I also knowing that the plates of pasta cost like forty six dollars. Oh, wow. I'm like. I want to die. This is so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Very yeah, bad. So that that's that was um, excessive. Like, yeah. Let me know what you know. Is there a type of cuisine that you guys don't like that you think is especially nasty in a restaurant? Let us know, Tony. Go ahead. What are you saying? Well, I was just going to say, like, there are so many other options that are more affordable in Vegas than than forty six dollars. I know it's family style, but that just seems excessive for. Something you can get at Olive Garden for what sixteen or eighteen dollars, and where the quality I mean, is that, consistent. yeah, yeah. But I would say in Australia, and this is 
perhaps because we have this cuisine that's actually underdeveloped. I think bad Mexican is just as bad because you can mm. fuck any of the fried dishes up, like the sauces again, because like if you don't nail them, they're pretty terrible. It's true. It's true. If you if you make some really, I mean, there's there's a and by bad I mean you really have to like mess it up. Like there's the a type of Mexican food in the U.S. that I kind of expect that I know is going to be what it is. Yes, you know, and has a nostalgia link to it that I can eat it. It's not Taco Bell, but it's like you know the kind of I don't know tacos, enchiladas, tostadas type of restaurant that just like pump pumps out plates full of that stuff, yep. right? It's not like Frontera Grill or, um, you know, one of these other places. But you're right that you you go to a place like that and it's really nasty or, uh, you know, they don't just do the little things right. You know, okay, hey, come on, you know, let's let's get this. Let's put some let's season this carne asada. Hey, let's go, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or you can ease back a little bit on the salt, like just a little bit of restraint, a little bit. Hey, what if what if we. What if we got some queso fresco in here instead of just plopping a no, bunch no. of cheddar, like, like you craft get the Mexican cheddar blend on this shit. Yeah. From the supermarket. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not at Taco Bell. If I wanted Taco Bell, I'd fucking go to Taco Bell yep. because I can and I like it. So, um, I, yeah, don't screw. Yeah, I get you. I think Mexican is another one that is that can be pretty disappointing. You're exactly right. Yep. Um, but, yeah, let us know in the if you want to do that, let us know in the Discord or – Drop us a note and let us know what type of cuisine you really get annoyed by when it stinks. Because a couple of the ones, uh, like, bad Chinese has to be really, like, just awfully run for it to be bad. There's enough flavour packed into most of those places where you can forgive that stuff. Oh, um, pizza, MSG will get you most of the way. Yeah. yeah, hey, it helps you cut down on your sodium. Nothing wrong with some MSG. Uh, I will say there is one carve-out for bad Italian food, and that is pizza. It's hard to fuck up pizza. There's pizza that's non-optimal. It really is. But, yeah. But my, you know, my, if I have a, if, give me two beers before, I don't even have to be drunk. Give yep. me two beers before you serve me a Papa John's. I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm in, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is hard to make a pizza. That's. Just, I mean, you really got to fuck it up in the way that's like that Altoona style pizza or some <laughs> shit, where you're just slapping slices of American cheese on there. What's the Pittsburgh? Isn't there a style of pizza in Pittsburgh where they don't fucking cook the pizza? Or they don't cook the cheese or whatever. Oh yeah, they right, pop Tony, it on afterwards. Pittsburgh yeah. style pizza cheese. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can you once the pizza comes out of the oven, it's topped with the cheese, hand shredded provolone. Um, that's I mean, whatever. I guess I'd try that to be honest. <laughs> I, Sounds good. Yeah, could 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 be good. Hey, um, the Italians do it, but they just do it differently. They wouldn't do that, but they would put burrata on a on a pizza and not cook it and just open up the burrata. I did. I did cook a frozen pizza the other day, and I didn't. I wasn't in love with it, but I put enough shit on it to cover up the taste that I didn't like. <laughs> yep. I just put like um, I shaved. I shredded some parm on there. I uh, put a uh, put a few um, mushrooms on there. I uh, and then um, what else did I? Oh, I just poured some Nando's sauce on it. That covered up. Uh, all right, Tony. Why don't we do the Discord? All right, so we had some 
some uh, some sports sports discussion here. Well, PMAC had to get on here and say that uh, I can get my fix of Mungos next year. Now, what does that mean? Mungos. That's what it says. PMAC in the general channel. You can get your fix of Mungos next year. Very much a second-rate sport compared to AFL, as oh. Tony will absolutely okay. back up. Now, this is rugby. Yeah. Which rugby is hot? Rugby Union? This is, is rugby popular league. one-ish? Popular? Rugby, rugby league. league, sorry. Yep. Um, so we have rugby league, and it now it, according to, oh, it says it right there, rugby league. Uh, now, according to the Allegiant Stadium, uh, not billboard, sign here, it says, Australia's biggest sport unleashed in Vegas. Now, even I know, Tony, that rugby league is not the biggest sport in no. Australia. Um, and you you made sure to point that out, that it is. Now, you were actually wrong. <laughs> They're different. It's way ahead of test match cricket, which according to this list, it is not ahead of test match cricket. Um, well, they and, don't uh, actually break down cricket. They just say cricket. That's true. Now, uh, now according to a sign to a to a search from Nick Torque, um, he, he put this up. It's the rank of Australian sports by most searched, most attended, and of course most participants. Now, both more, most searched and most attended is the AFL. Yep. So I think we can definitively say that the AFL is the most important, biggest sport in Australia. Number two of the searched is cricket, but number two of attended is horse racing. Now, I think part of that has to do with a few big horse races yeah. in very large racetracks would be my guess. So we're actually coming up on it right now, um, Spring Carnival. Shocker, it takes place in spring in Australia. There's a um, there's a little pocket there, the Melbourne Cup Carnival, where they'll get 450000 to four separate – not – on each day, 450,000 total, which really boosts horse racing up. Um, and you've got other days okay. outside of that, like um, at Mooney Valley, they have the Cox Plate. That's another sellout there. Caulfield Cup is a sellout these days. That's 60,000. So, yeah, it's boosted up by a couple of big events. So I'm not going to go through all of these, but I, I thought this was interesting. Number three is football. Are they talking about what does that mean? Is that That's Aussie just football? The term I'm guessing football. Football. So that that could be anything. They could be talking about uh, Aussie rules football. They could be talking about NFL football. Yep. They could theoretically also be somebody um, maybe football. not familiar with the term soccer that's talking about Gaelic football, or be talking about soccer football. Yep. Is the term football so? Because yep. if you look in that a, a list, bag there. you've got AFL. Soccer is also in here. Yeah, yep. right. Football, NRL, rugby, soccer, and rugby league. They they could all fall under that football banner, but right. because okay. of the way it's searched, that's that's how it goes. And uh, the other ones most attended, I think, are interesting. Is um, rugby league is three, and again, plays in big big stadiums. Yep. Um, Oh, you've dropped out completely on me. There we go. Ooh. You're back. Am I back? Okay, okay sorry. Um, yeah, four is mot- motorsports. I know that's really popular for you guys. And then um, five is five is soccer. 
Now, now we had now Corey had to make sure to point out. Now we did have the, the top the top ten rated most participated in um, Australian sports. Now these make sense. These are the types of sports that normal people play, so it makes yep. sense to me. Uh, number one is aerobics, which I'm guessing has a lot of things wrapped into it. When we think of aerobics, we think of what Corey posted there, which is um, yeah. these '80s like. Suzanne Summers types videos where they would get out there and do some little, yeah, like I, Billy Blanks type exercises and shit. When when they uh, categorizing that, I think what they just mean is general like gym participation rather than Art, actual aerobics. Cardio exercise, right? Yeah. Uh, two is golf. Three is tennis. Four is lawn bowls. I know what that is. That's like um, bocce or bowls yes. or something like that, right? Yep. yep. And then. Um, and then five is netball, which is a fascinating sport to watch. I am familiar with netball. Okay. Um, and I think it looks cool to play. I think I, I think netball will be a fun sport to play. Yep. Um, and ten pin bowling's on here. I didn't know ten pin bowling was popular in Australia. Yeah, not as popular as it once was. I think we had a lot of like eighties and nineties. It was extremely popular. But hey, it's it's often paired with a movie theater here. Probably the same as it is in the states. Um, they sort of go hand in hand. Uh, here, only here they're paired with a casino, a movie theater, a few restaurants, <laughs> uh, daycare. Yep. Uh, hey, you go to Crown and room. Melbourne. That's exactly what the bowling alley's paired with. I just thought one thing of note: uh, most attended number ten. You didn't actually mention. Most attended number ten is dog racing. Yep. Um, we don't. We aren't allowed to do that here anymore. Nope. Um, I think we discussed it nope. on the show. That uh, that's. Oh yeah. Are you guys still allowed to do? You guys yeah. can still do it, right? Yep. Um, in the next town over, Sale, they have a reasonably highly regarded dog track. So. Is it Greyhounds? I yep. assume it's Greyhounds, yep, right? It's Greyhounds. I didn't know if you guys were racing like some sort of other dog. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't race um, French bulldogs. <laughs> you know, it does sound it does sound entertaining to watch, but um, all right, into the beer chat, Tony. Good beer chat this week. Thank you everybody for your posts. Um, we had, of course, Nick Torque out there telling us to go visit Matilda Bay. Yep. Uh, if we have the chance, um, we'll see how that lines up. Uh, Max allotment in Savannah. Now, I would love to go to. Well, I, I would like to go to Savannah. I could have gone there when I was in Charleston last year, but we decided not to go down. These are Two Tides Brewing, which is a good brewery. I did have some of their beer while I was in Charleston. This is the Citra and Motuika. Uh, it looks like a, you know, lightly, maybe potentially slightly hazy IPA. See, I couldn't work out whether um, that was just bubbles, because as you go further down in the glass, it might just be bubbles. It really could, yeah. Yeah, it might just be bubbles, but it sounds good. Light orange citrus, pop of lime zest over a light body frame. Might not be hazy. So, I mean, the description doesn't. Also, he did, thank God, take a picture of the of the uh, toilet, of the bathroom, um, <laughs> which looks great. Looks nice and clean, well-designed. We got some plants in there. So yep. that's a nice, looks like a nice pisser in there. Thank you to Max. Uh, we had Nick at the Monkish launch. Uh, supposedly at Carwin Cellars, but it turned out it got postponed for a week. And a good draft list there, uh, where they had Bottle Logic Primordial uh, Void on draft, um, among a number of other good stuff. 
The Carwin Tuck Shop looks to have some nice food too. I'm I'm half interested in eating a snack when I'm <laughs> when I'm hanging out there because uh, their food does look full. good. Yeah, exactly. It looks good. And I did tell him, look at that rare barrel, Nick. And he did get the rare barrel, uh, the rare barrel one long wave, which is uh, I'm sure lovely. Rare barrel is a great a great sour brewery here in the states. Um. He also hit the New Bridge Road Brewers venue in East Brunswick. Uh, very good. Uh, now, they did a Jester King collab, it looks like, at uh, La Serene, which I am very excited to check out. Uh, they have Some collaborations are. with all kinds of... I mean, all, I mean no, they have a Jester King. Did they have another collab? Did I miss that? Uh, oh, Jolly Pumpkin. Uh, they have a Jolly Pumpkin and a Jester King collab on here, which sense. is, I mean, huge, huge breweries to get to collaborate with. That's awesome. Yep. These guys are insanely well-respected. We've had their beer here in the States, too. But this draft list looks incredible. I am very, very excited to uh, check out La Serene, so very excited. Um, what else? What did I post here? What is this Instagram post I made? I don't even remember. I don't know. Oh, the Mountain Culture. Mountain Culture. It's the Mountain Culture um, Sierra Nevada collab. I missed it. They are coming out with a summer a summer pale ale, Mountain Culture and Sierra Nevada. Um, I don't know how long it'll be out. It's already sold or out. Or if it's going to – it's sold out. They're not going to distribute it or anything at all. I don't it's think so. No. Um, they oh, did shit. four times the normal batch size, was, um, and it was sold out within 24 hours. Wow. Wow, brutal. All right, well, that's great. Good for them. Uh, it sounds good. I'm sure it's tasty. Yeah, knowing uh, those two. I think PMAC, PMAC was hoping for, like, a fucking barrel-aged Bigfoot or something, I think. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I think uh, I think a pale ale sounds pretty good. Um, hell, I'd get some barrel-aged mountain culture Bigfoot, though. It sounds good to <laughs> me, too. That would be pretty good. Now, Corey posted something, too, for about um, – uh, a, a certain Chinese brewery that we'll be talking about in our Hyper Beer Nerd York Shit News. Thank you, Corey, for that. And we had Max Lotman out there drinking some Treehouse. I'm sure very yummy. Looks very, ha- very, very hazy. Very, so. very hazy. Good stuff, Max. Thank you. Um, uh, let's skip ahead. I do appreciate uh, Nick and team, all of your advice in the Australia trip. Um yep. Group, we will be taking that to heart, of course. I think that's smart. Moving on to the, do we have any mail keg this week? No, no. Uh, we did have an in the kitchen bit that we should talk about, and I think that's it for the Discord. Once we get through that, uh, Corey posted um, a, a link here, and this is to MSN.com. You know, I love reading MSN.com. Uh, one of my favorite sites to read. Uh, from 1997 Uh, and this is we tried and ranked 17 of the best frozen pizzas and the winner had us shook um so i'm not going to go through all of these uh i will say that at the bottom of the list tony is not surprising this is a familiar pizza to anyone who is listening that ever went to college it's the totino's party pizza (laughs) um if you've have you are you looking at this thing the totino's party pizza it's it's a very bizarre um i thought it was in seventh place no this is 17 right here 17 totino's party pizza 
Um, and then you go through just some of your standard fucking like Whole Foods brand pizzas, some Tombstones, some Paul Newman's, some of that Amy's stuff. We got some DiGiorno Rising Crust in the middle of the pack here. Um, more Newman's. Uh, I couldn't believe this. More co- college kids will also be familiar with the Tony's pepperoni pizza, um, which is number five here. Uh, but it's, you know, it's sort of reliable, crispy, frozen pizza. You could do worse than that. And then uh, the top four, five, we got Tony's. Then we have the California Pizza Kitchen barbecue chicken pizza. Now, this was like the original California Pizza Kitchen at the restaurant pizza that they made, the barbecue chicken pizza with the red onion on there. Um, sure, it's fine. California Pizza Kitchen, not a restaurant that I believe exists anymore. Oh, really? That, um, but they do still make frozen pizza. They used to be everywhere. Um, they have I two guess. in the top five. And- including their white white pizza, which I, I, does not sound good to me. The Red Baron comes in at number two, which is shocking. And then number one is the Tombstone Roadhouse, Tombstone Roadhouse Loaded Pizza, um, which is just like a deluxe pizza, I think. And it looks kind of bad in the picture. Yep. Um, anyways, I, the only reason you should be shook about this is that they're saying they tried 17 of the best frozen pizzas, and one of them was the Totino's Party Pizza. Now, so, I, I mean, I will say yeah, these right. lists are useless. But if anybody actually yeah, wants to see ratings for this stuff done in an entertaining way, check out Good Mythical Morning. Um, they do the thing blindfolded. Um, they spend more time on trying to get food in their mouth than actually thinking about the ratings. They don't overthink it, don't take it right. seriously. And occasionally you do get some shocks. And occasionally the box art does really like play a part in people's perceptions and there are shocking results. But I I feel like these lists are becoming even more and more unreliable and a good 90% of them are written by GPT and you can't just take the MSN headline as um, as a marker for this is a genuine article because there are plenty of lazy reporters at established publications these days. Yeah. Anyways, they should have had Home Run In on this. Home Run In is easily the best frozen pizza you can get in the U.S. Um, right. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize you Dude, had such poor, strong feelings about uh, frozen pizza. It's, it's just it's a Chicago pizza brand. It's, it's a chain place that you can go to in Chicago, and it's yummy. All right. We got two Quora Potpourri's I put up here, Tony. I would love to get your reaction to these. Okay. First one. This is from uh, uh, October 9th, <laughs> posted by Amanda Lott, and she asks, what smell were you? will you never forget? And uh, the response is, the smell of my dead roommate. <laughs> now, how long has your roommate be, been dead if this is actually an issue? <laughs> Well, here I'll I'll tell you the answer to that because I did read the whole response yesterday. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, what smell? Uh, here it is. Yep. Uh, it was the smell of my dead roommate. Um, it was like intense broccoli farts that only got worse. By day three, it was too intense to ignore. My friend joked, "What if he's dead?" And when I went to check, he was dead. 
Yes, it took me three days to notice he was dead. I'm not used to seeing people I've lived with for up to a month. What concerned me was the fact that I wasn't hearing him, and that prompted the conversation with my friend that eventually ended up in me checking on him. Um, so there you go. They left their dead roommate in his room. What uh, a good person that um, individual is. So that's cool. And then the next one I have. <clears throat> now, this is uh, this came to me in email here. Uh, do hotel maids ever sleep with a person staying at the hotel? Now, Tony, now, now Corey answers this and says, based on video evidence on the Internet, yes, which there is a lot of evidence that this is happening relatively frequently. And the hotel maids are wearing, like, French maid costumes at these <laughs> hotels, which I haven't seen recently. But, no. Um, and usually they they look oddly familiar. and um, Like you've seen them before. Strange, yeah, there's some deja vu happening there. Now, Tony, you nearly got, if I recall correctly, you nearly got into a sexual uh, encounter with a maid, if, if I'm not mistaken, at the Gold Spike. Yes. Um, <laughs> not, not like that. And... Like I, I don't get the maid fantasy for one because hey, they're dealing with no, that's smelly not really for me. Yeah. La- laundry and like cleaning and just a horrible job. Why you would want to get involved? Right. With anybody doing that now? That's not to say it isn't a valid job, but you want to be romantically involved with them. I'm guessing after they've showered after the job. But yes, um, sure. I had the sign on. If people remember. I hadn't worked out the, the deadbolt situation because it was a bit tricky in that hotel. Mm. Uh, it wasn't the old-fashioned, you would think it would be the old-fashioned, like, chain over the thing. No. Yeah, but, I get it, yeah. Um, I did have the sign on. Uh, I wasn't checking out that morning. The sign was ignored. The lock wasn't on. And I had to yell fairly loudly as the door came open. As I was in a compromising position, let's just put it, there. This isn't this ain't Iowa. Right. Understood. Yep. So hey, listen, Cora, maybe it could happen. If they see you in the right <laughs> mode and they're in the right mood, you never you never know, you know? And maybe But again, and, why you know, would in you? a lot of ways and well now in a lot of ways, if you wanna sleep with your if your hotel maid wants to sleep with you, I think depends on how closely you guys are actually related based on video evidence on the internet. I think it has a lot to do with maybe if they're your dad's second or third or, or fourth uh, wife or like your stepsister or something. It seems to be. At least seems, going by the title, that's have, what it says. It ste- that seems to have something to do with whether or not that'll happen. So uh, uh, based on my experience in the hotel, I, um, I, I, uh, I turned down housekeeping 100 percent of the time. Like, do not, please don't come in here unless I'm here for more than like three days. Yep. And um, uh, and to be honest, they actually still just always start knocking on my door. I'm like, please, God, stop. Um, I'm not that gross. I don't need help. Uh, all right, Tony. Why don't we go on to the logger of the week? Okay. I was on the wrong page. I apologize. Chris Logger of the week. Chris Logger of the week. I do have a Tony, logger of the week, I, so I'm going to jump in. Why don't you go ahead? Because yeah. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm actually having a hard time coming up if I drank with any like super interesting lagers, but why don't you go for it? Well, there is this uh, generous man. He's called Nick Talk. He was able to secure me a half dozen fine Stefanos that were going out of date. And you know what? Those date, date codes mean nothing because I just finished the last of those and it was still delicious. Mm. Um, they know what they're doing there. They get a few years under their belt. They'll be even better. Um, I think they're a new brewery in Germany, Weinstepan. Check them out if you can find them. Yeah, they've, they've come around just recently, I think. I've, I've heard tell about these guys. Um, you know what, Tony? I think I got to roll with uh, the classic uh, again. I, I, uh, I really, there is a fresh hop cream pills that I need to get my hands on from Corey's. I need to get over there and get some of that. Um, but uh, I don't know if uh, I can't put that up there until I actually drink it. I don't think so. I don't think that would be fair. <laughs> oh, I don't think that would uh, be fair. <laughs> now um, I'm sure it's amazing though. And I'm sure I will be putting it on a logger of the week someday. Uh, in the meantime, I will just roll with uh, my old favorite. I had some more Iinger uh, Pilsner this week over at uh it's uh, Silver Stamp on Sunday. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. So, you know, Tony, both of us are on the on the German Pills train for this week, so we'll take that as a win. All right, let's move on to the beers of the week. It's probably the only German train you want to be on, actually. So I'm going to go first because you've unplugged your mic again, um, I believe. Oh, yeah, go for it, Tony. <laughs> I started talking and uh, hit mute on my mic. Um, let me let me go for it. I okay. got it. Because uh, I just opened this thing, and this is my beer of the week. I know I usually go sour and stout uh, for my beer of the week. I did have a number of great sours and stouts. I was actually at a fucking insane over-the-top bottle share on Saturday. <laughs> Um, dorkiest shit in the world, but we had a, it was it was a good time. Friend's birthday, uh, cracked a lot of good stuff, but um, didn't beat but this. I don't know. If, I don't think it beats this. Um, as good as the perennial ten year anniversary barley wine was, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, it does not top this. The Freem Fresh Hop Strata IPA, um, which is absolutely. Unbelievable. By far the best fresh hop beer I've had this year. Uh, punchy, grassy, all that stuff, clear. Um, I mean, I, you know what? I, have, I I'm, My checking in has been a little bit off kilter this year. But, um, Tony, it has 615 total check-ins, 527 ratings. A mere 6.7%, some clear fresh hop IPA. Give this a gander where it's rated. For a relatively low alcohol free IPA. Yeah, but I'm still going to go. Brewery higher. typically known for lager. Yeah, I'm going to go 4.38. Yeah, you went too high. It's 4.04. Um, but I think it should be higher. This was my favorite beer I had all week. I think it's, again, just about as tasty as these things get. Um, so I highly recommend if you're anywhere near the West Coast or anywhere that gets Freem. You're going to want this one. This is the best one of the of the season for me at this point. Tony, how about you? Well, honorable mention to 
Seven Southern Seas. Um, by deeds, they call it a South Coast IPA for whatever that is worth. Um, I think it's a West Coast uh, variant with Australian hops. That was pretty delicious. But the number one spot goes to another deeds beer. This one actually has a year on it. It's the 2023 version of Once More Into the Fray. Uh, it's their barrel-aged um, Imperial Stout coming in at 13.8%. Um, there are currently only 17 check-ins, so um, the rating may be a little um, weighted to the, those people that actually know what the beer is and yeah. wanted to enjoy it. But do you want to take a guess with 17 ra- ratings for whatever that's worth? 17 ratings? Yeah. What's the alcohol again? 13.8. Ooh. Four, four I'll, point. I'll give you the blurb because it's quite short. Um, yeah. This imperial stout was bourbon barrel aged for 12 months, uh, resulting in thick chocolate notes backed by vanilla, bourbon, mm. and oak. God. 17 ratings. Yeah. You're thinking, I mean, I'm thinking these are people who are getting this early because they're like super fans. So I'm going like 4.46. Too low. 4.61. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. And perennial numbers. What is that perennial 10th anniversary getting? That was my favorite thing at the bottle share. Uh, oh, man. There is. Is it even fucking in here? What the hell? Um, uh, man. Oh, there it is. I found it. Um, it is. Uh, oh, yeah. This shit was so good. 10th anniversary blend from Perennial. Uh, oh, it's a 50-50 blend of Perennial and Side Project Barrels. Yeah, this shit was so good. It did not does not beat the 4.61, Tony. With 16.25 ratings, it's only a 4.52 for the 10th anniversary blend. Um, but it was insanely, insanely yummy. Uh, very happy to have gotten my hands on that too. But in the end, it's IPA for the for the um, for the win this week. Tony, let's do a couple more segments. The next one we have for you is hyper hyper piss nerd dork shit piss nerd news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. We do have some piss news this week. I'm not kidding. That's not just me being vulgar. There is news about PP. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to save that till the end. Uh, we'll start with a different type of PP. Uh, how about Bud Light? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, remember when Stone used to call like light beer was like piss or pee piss or whatever yeah. they would say? Which was, which was, was fun cool. when like they were the only ones pee on the the macro beer world, but right. I feel like let's, everybody shits all over it now. Well, let's jump over to Bud Light. We love them. Uh, UFC announces Bud Light as its official beer in partnership with Anheuser-Busch. And Bud Light faced intense backlash earlier this year following... Uh, we all know. Okay. <laughs> so this is from Guess Who Fox News. Um, so uh, Dana White got out there the other day and said Bud Light's going to be our Official beer, they're replacing Modelo. Uh, how, and where did he go to sell this? On the Sean Hannity show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and here's what he said. Let's, let's listen. Here's what Dana said. We don't have to listen to it. I'll just read it. 
These guys employ 65,000 Americans, thousands of vets they employ. A very Trump-sounding sentence. They spend over $700 million a year with U.S. farmers, you know, buying their crops for their product. And there's many, many other reasons that I did this. Uh, where I sit personally with my core values, and I felt like the core values of the UFC, even though we're a global sport and we have fighters from all over the world, not a sentence, but this is an American company. And I love this country, and this is more about me being aligned with somebody who is a sponsor of the UFC and somebody I'm going to work with every day. There is nothing, he did not, there is no structure to, or point of any of that. Just word salad. That is pure word really salad. Really good. <laughs> love it. I actually. Really excellent. Yeah. He, he is perhaps the least surprising person to go on Fox News, but the most least surprising celebrity to like be a celebrity Donald Trump supporter has to be the guy from Porn Stars, Rick Harrison or whatever his name is. He's always showing up to Trump rallies and, yeah, it's just a perfect fit. But I like the second to last paragraph in this article. Um, Box (laughs) Beer Business Daily publisher Harry Schumacher told... Fox Digital last month that Bud Light's fallen sales signal, get this, quasi-permanent damage to the brand and long-time customers Mm -hmm. are just lost forever. What does quasi-permanent mean? That is an interesting, yeah, there is there is a lot of stuff that's like really non-meaningful in, in all these articles. And yeah, but find that's that the out. ultimate non-meaning word or combination of words, quasi-permanent. Yeah, no, no, I mean, just, just a way to, it's just a way to like not have to commit to anything, yeah. right? I never said it was permanent, I said it was quasi-permanent. Um, now, it is funny the way this ends by saying, uh, not all of its harshest critics have completely abandoned the iconic beer. Kid Rock, uh, <laughs> who went viral, gutting down a case of Bud Light, was spotted drinking a can of it in an event in August. That's how the article ends. Uh, we start we start with this story being about, you know, this whatever business deal. And we end by saying, these are how these, how these articles will end now, by telling us, what's up with Kid Rock? Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, I was reading about this big business deal on Fox Business about Bud Light and UFC, but I got about, I don't know, halfway through the article and my mind could not get off. Hey, what's going on with Kid Rock? <laughs> and he, someone tell me what's going on with him? And thank God you get to the end and, motherfucker, he's right there. <laughs> you should put Kid Rock in every every news article. That would be my advice. That would be good. Um, what about Jenna Ellis this week? Sorry to get on the tr- Trump train, but boy. Did she put on the tears to get out of her charges? You know, she was that Trump yeah, lawyer. Wow, what a what a what a gig! Yeah, what a, what a work job by her. She was um an acting gig by her. As if any of these guys care, you know, or actually feel any remorse, or aren't just total psychopaths. Um, it is. I mean, she really she really worked it there. That's no good. Oh, but hey, congrats! True. Now she gets to whatever sit at home. <laughs> um, right? Is she going to jail now? No, She's not, right? of course not. It all gets pleaded yeah. down. Not even Sydney Power's going to do jail time. This lady's only a year older than me. She's born yeah. two weeks before before Kellawat. Yep. 
grim. It's, it's, it's so thing is you feel, you feel kind of young. I, I don't know. Do you ever feel Tony? Like you're like a, you know, you'll be like permanent. I feel like I have restful arrested development. Like I'm just always a child. And then you look at, Oh, uh, actually I'm old enough to go to jail for defending the fucking, uh, fascist former president. <laughs> No, she cool she actually seemed younger. It's like because she played that sort of naive role, which she was playing. She's a fucking highly trained lawyer, um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I always had her as sort of late thirties, which is probably right. Yeah. But I had to, yeah, for whatever reason, she just seemed younger than you. I think I think I think Rando's ass would be all over this. Rando's nah. Rando be sick in his teeth into this lady. You don't think so? It's too skinny for Rando. I don't know if I, not, not, <laughs> not damaged enough. And she's a she's a damn rail. Um, yeah, that's just the first thing I thought. All right, moving on. <laughs> I thought I'd let you get yourself out of that one. <laughs> no, uh, this is some sadder, sad, saddish news. Sadder news than that. Uh, yep. No big business deals here. Metropolitan Brewing could close this winter unless bankruptcy filing can relieve some debt. Oh, no. Um, the owners owe more than $1 million in back rent after a prolonged landlord dispute, along with other debt. So it sounds like they're about $2 million in debt. Um, they are filing for bankruptcy to try to right the ship. But we'll see how they do in the winter because winter is tough there. They don't get to keep their patio open. Um now, long story short on this, I think the place the place they moved into was maybe a little above their uh, the reasonable price range. Um, just due to, I mean, it's a great location; it's a beautiful spot. But uh, at, they uh, they bought in early, and I think they maybe aren't getting the payout from that that they really need because I don't know. I think they're I don't know what they're mixes of tap room to production like uh, distribution sales but they do make a lot of cans of beer and they have a decent sized brewery so you wonder if they'd be better off with a tap room in a more industrial space pumping out you know cans of, of pilsner versus having that big fancy tap room space which again is amazing and beautiful but it yep. is quite expensive to maintain yeah it, it sounds like but that this is a business deal gone wrong and they haven't been mm -hmm. quick enough to resolve it uh, and really change their business model to actually be nimble enough to push beer out in the correct manner from what you're saying. I think uh, not to just give them business advice, that doesn't help them at all. Uh, I hope people go there over the next few oh, months, yeah. help them dig out of the hole a little bit. Um, and I... Uh, of course, we all think we all look in retrospect, and we're like, "Yeah, we could figure this out." I'm but, not saying um, we could, but we can look back at the problems yeah. that were, because that's why people are business <laughs> managers, and we're not. But I think we can look back and right. say, "This is a reason why a corporation failed." You can look back and see why businesses failed. Not to say that you could actually combat them yourselves. That's a that's a much bigger problem and much easier said than done. But you can certainly see For that sure. there. You're in debt for a reason, um, and it's probably not because you're not producing a good core product in this case. It is crazy how many loggers they have to compete with now compared to when they opened, and probably and even when they opened this spot, 
Yep. Um, they now have dovetail there. Uh, they have half half acre makes pretty good lager beers. They're punching out every once in a while. Um, you've got uh, yeah, you've just got all these. Uh, you got Church Street out in Itasca, which makes fine lager. You have um, Kins Lager in Oak Park. You have Goldfinger in Downers Grove making amazing lager. You just have so much choice just for great like lager focused breweries that it's, it's insane that, and Metro was like not only one of the first lager focused breweries in the country, but one of the first breweries in the city that wasn't goose Island. <laughs> um, so it is wild to think about how, how uh, tricky it's been for them. They, they were founded in 2009, which yep. I think predates or nearly predates revolution. So, wow. um, it's, it's wild. Now, I will say part of that reason is lager technology has come a long way recently um, on mm-hmm. an industrial scale. The old days of putting stuff in a tank for three months, that's just completely gone out the window. We're playing with a hybrid lager yeast um, in the brewery and it has pumped out an absolutely clean, not to say phenomenal beer, but this is designed for a base market that's like clean straight down the middle, which is tough at a brewery right. of our scale to actually produce. Um, and it's phenomenal and it's 22 days in the tank at the moment. It's going to be kegged shortly and it's right. absolutely cleaned up after itself. Um, no crazy lagering conditions, just a traditional cold crash. So that, that changes things when you've got tech like that and use of spunding valves yeah. and stuff like that. It really has changed... Um, commercial lager brewing that's exactly right tony um yeah i mean all this stuff is you know now metro doesn't have to necessarily the thing is though when you're still committed to some of that and dovetail is too right how much of that are you implementing with your to do how much are you still i don't know how much they're relying on okay we're going to do this the traditional way we like the flavor we get out of the traditional process Versus saying, all right, we're going to have a couple beers that we lean towards speed, right, yep. and production. Um, can you get away with that if you're a brewery like uh, Metro, right? And it, uh, Now, I know one like Dovetail. I don't think they could. I think Dovetail is fucking decoction mashing everything and doing um, the whole bit. Uh, they're doing their Hefeweizen in a cool ship. They're doing the whole goddamn shit. So they, I think if they started doing that, we, we'd all be looking <laughs> side-eyed, but... Metro might be able to get away with it. They they do, have, you know, they have some less stylistically um, specific beers. You know, they make a beer yep. called like a copper lager. I'm like, okay, you can make that, yeah, by the barrel full. You know, it tastes good. Um, all right, one more story about lo- how about one more lager story while we're at it. Uh, I think you guys will like this one. Uh, this is uh about uh, a beer that I really think is one of the worst beers I've ever drank. Uh, Sing, <laughs> Sing Tao. Or, or I think I'm saying that as right as you can. Sing, Sing, or as right as I can. Sing yeah. Tao. Um, now, uh, they have uh, had a viral video come out. And I'm going to find the right... Uh, okay, here you go. This is from The Guardian. We like them. Sing Tao beer loses its fizz in South Korea after a video of worker appearing to urinate into take. So we've got a guy wearing a interesting hat here and he does appear to 
at least be doing um, the motions of peeping into the giant tank of something. Uh, we're assuming beer. The restaurants and consumers of South Korea have quickly lost their taste for Tsingtao beer after a video that appeared to show a brewery worker urinating into a tank at one of the firm's plants in China. Um, now, it, they seem to be admitting that this video does seem to be exactly what we think it is. Yep. Um, at present, the batch of malt in question, I'm thinking that's a, the wort that they're in. No, he's in a yeah, malt silo. Oh, it's a malt zone. No, the batch of malt in question has been completely sealed. The company continues to strengthen its management procedures and ensure product quality. So somebody pissed in the malt uh, storage here at, um, at Ching, at, at Singtao, which uh, is bad and <laughs> probably won't taste very good. I don't know if you'd notice it. You probably um, I don't wouldn't. know if I'd notice pissed. You probably wouldn't. Uh, it's like a it's like a um, a quarter ounce of piss. Now, Singtao to me is one of the worst beers I've ever had. It's it's every time I've had it, and I know it takes forever to get to the U.S. If you drink it here, <laughs> it is just pure skunk. It's yeah. straight up skunk. This is no um, Heineken treating the beer to get rid of the skunk issue. This is a beer just churned out as cheap as possible in green bottles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Really sounds disastrous. And now pissed, and now it's full of piss. Um, now, I, I do think it's funny that they. I, I think they. I don't know if you've watched the video. Yep. I, I think it's. Um, I'm surprised that they admitted it because there's there's not a ton of identifying characteristics of a factory of the factory in this that I could be like, you know, they're lying, and you know, it is in China, which. Uh, this isn't a political statement. It, it is, you know, maybe not quite as easy to get information in and out of China compared yeah. to other countries. But I feel like they, I mean, the U.S. move would have been to be like, no, uh-uh. But there are, that wasn't us. There are so many people that, like, they probably know where that factory is and you can see out facing into a street. So you can probably isolate no, what, what business it is because um, there's, a guy on TikTok called Jose Monkey, and his his passion is to find people just using like environmental clues. So this stuff can be easily found. the The fact that it is clearly some sort of grain in a barrel, they're probably the only ones with that shape container with that color because it's probably a corporate color. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, yep. It's much harder that's a, that's to deny even within China. I like the guy's hat. What do you think of the guy's hat? I think it, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like, you know, the old safari hats that you would see in, like, yeah. Lawrence of Olivier Yeah, like, a, like a, this guy's about to come up to me like, Doc, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Yes. Yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, right. Um, now, I'm on the New York Post now. I had to get over here. I love these guys. They always, they always, they always inject a little bit of a delightful humor into the articles. Um, now, what they say here is, uh, uh, now, instead of telling me what up, what's going on with Kid Rock, they went on to a little bit of jokery. Urination video has left outraged social media users frothing at the mouth. 
with some internet wits using the opportunity to poke fun at the quality of the local brew. I've always said the beer here is like horse pee, one commenter quipped. Turns out I was wrong. Okay. How about that? Yeah, way to go, New York Post. You uh, went on to X and found some... Are we still calling them tweets or are we calling them X's? New York Post, you are the joke pimp of the week with that one. Nice job. And um, do you get the trending stories yes. on the side of your New York Post? Yeah, I um, on the right side here. I have uh, I have twenty. Uh, okay, yeah. so we have the unfortunate killing that recently occurred in. Uh, by recently, I mean today in Maine. Yep, I have the big. Dwight Howard news, That's which I don't know, I'd assumed you had run into, Tony. Not I had before figured, this. Had you not run up against this yet? No. Really? You had not heard that? I, Knowing how, um, maybe how poor you and I are at speaking uh, in gentle terms <laughs> about uh, issues like this. Now, I don't know how gentle you have to be. It does appear that maybe Dwight did um, sexually assault someone. Uh, so f- fuck that. That sucks. Um, yep. If true. It also does seem like Dwight maybe has um, been dealing with some oppressed things in his life, I'm sure, as well. So yep. not to not to give a pass to somebody like Dwight. Right, yep. Um, so that's no good. But uh, And then... Yeah, then we just have some more depressing stuff. So, yeah, yeah check that Dwight story out if, if you want. That's some interesting stuff. Well, go down. Um, did you see the two teams that was um, – there's a photo of Dwight playing for a Chinese team, a Taiwanese team, right. and just the, right. the name of the first team, the Taiwan Beer oh, yeah. Hero Bears. <laughs> that, oh, Yeah. Is an amazing okay, that's name. good. Now, well, uh, I was the other day, Tony. Now, just real quick before we get into our game here, um, if you look up the names volume? of the teams of, in the, it, it was very up. hot. It should be fine now, so don't don't fuck with it. Sorry, oh, what's going on with this thing? I, I think I just need to get a new mic, Tony. Uh, but if you look at the teams in the Korean Basketball League. I was la- I was giggling at the names of the of the teams that are in the Korean Basketball League. Um, mostly, if I look at the, do they have the past teams in here? Um, there was a team recently that was like the Carrots or something. Um, in basketball, uh, yes, they were the. Um, they were at one point the. Oh, yeah, the Goyang Carrot Jumpers. That's what they were called in 2022-23. The Goyang Carrot Jumpers. We had the Goyang Orions. We had the Goyang Orion Orions. The Goyang Carrot Jumpers. The Goyang Day One Jumpers. And now the Goyang Sono Sky Gunkers. Sky Gunkers? Sky Gunners. Sky Gunkers would be better. Um, uh, they used to just be the Dong Yang Infectionary Basketball Team, which I, I'm like, they make... Andy, I guess, if you're a confectionery, I don't know. But the carrot jumpers. I, I always thought the carrot jumpers was a great was a great name. So a lot of good names out there. But Tony, we gotta move on. We had a nice discussion about uh the impact of, of PP on your beer. 
we all know that, and you know what? I think we both decided that I would, if I had the choice of having pee or, or in my beer or not, I'm going not. I'm going. I'll pass. I'll just have a. I'll have a. I'll have a nice cocktail instead, maybe than a piss beer. But um, I thought we would go through a nice untrapped uh, game today, and this is the untrapped untrapped the piss edition. It's a piss extravaganza of hot piss beers. By the way, how inappropriate right. was Duffman's yeah? That's the first time it's really been truly inappropriate after you said piss extravaganza and Duffman is saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> Duff, we didn't know what Duffman's into. Duffman's into a lot of things. <laughs> probably is. Um, all right, Tony, we have a little bit of an expanded untrap today. I have five untrapped beers for you to guess the Ooh. rating on. Uh, and Tony, all these beers have uh, piss in the name. Uh, these are all of your favorite piss beers. Um, is there piss in them? Probably not. Uh, we don't think, anyways. Uh, but they all have the, the word piss. So we'll start with one that might be good, actually. Let's start with our a, a classic beer. Um, this is from Brasserie Phantom, uh, the ghost himself. This is called Pissin' Lit. And it is a Saison brewed with dandelions, a uh, classic way to brew farmhouse Saison. Uh, this is all the way from Danny Prignon in Belgium. Pissin' Lit has 88 100 check-ins or so, 6,900 ratings, nice, and um, it is uh, Saison Brew with Dandelions, 8%. Ooh, Tony, uh, what do you up. think is the rating? This is, yep, this is a, Phantom makes those, you know, old school strong Saisons. Uh, they're yep. going at it. Uh, I'm going to say, because this often goes to a very... Harshly rating audience. Um, by the way, I didn't realise Duffman had a son and a daughter. When did that happen? Just... I'm sure in one of these seasons that I have not even touched. Season 29, Duffman. Dufflad? It's laid. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Dufflad might have been earlier than Amber. I think they were getting tricky with Amber. Uh, but I'm okay. going to score this uh, 3.98. You overshot Tony on Piss and Lit. Only a 3.75 for Piss and Lit. Um, so sadly, the, the hot piss has, has come at you again. Uh, now you're really, now you're down one. You need to get three of these for me to get you out of the well. Now, and let's not even talk about what's going to happen in that well when you lose the piss game. Yeah. Now, um, what was I going to say? I've forgotten. Couldn't have been that important in all, all honesty. Right, moving so, on. Moving right along. Oh, there is a First famous one I, fictional yeah. piss beer. Piss Wasser. 
Okay. Which is a beer out of Grand Theft Auto. It's advertised on the radio all the time. Uh, all right. I had to skip over a number of beers that were talked that had the Boston thing. That's like are they like a good party, or it's called a Wicked Pissa, yep, or something like that. And I'm like, fuck that! I'm not dealing with this. I want some <laughs> real hardcore this in this thing. Um, so this one I got is actually a local beer for me, Tony. Uh, this is from Astronomy Ale Works. Aaron Henderson It is called Dwarf Piss. Now, this is the, uh, like, house beer for a restaurant called Red Dwarf in uh, in Vegas, a, a restaurant I like. Uh, has a number of good beers on tap, run by a very nice guy. He used to be a taproom manager at Astronomy. Um, and uh, he is makes a great based, tiki drink and Detroit-style pizza. It's a very good place. Is it based around the British series by the same name? Red Dwarf? Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I just I just looked at the. I was like, oh, this looks fun, and it was a great place. You've never seen Red Dwarf, the British TV series? Yeah, I have not. Space no. travel. Oh, it's a it's a cult classic. Check it out. Uh, Tony, when you're here, we'll go to this place. I think you'll like it a lot. Okay, cool. Uh, but they do have a house beer. It's called Dwarf Piss. It has a mere 231 check-ins, 156 ratings, a 5.1 percent American light lager. Um. So what do you think, Tony, for Dwarf Piss from Astronomy? Uh, I'm going to go 3.58 is where I'm going to go. I think a lot of house beers are made to spec and made for a price, so aren't always the um, absolute best um, representation of a brewery. You're on the board, Tony. You just yes. barely squeaked by with that one. It's I'll a three point it. six eight. A three point six eight for uh, dwarf piss. Um, I've had this beer. It's okay. Um, it's it would not be the beer I would choose if I'm at. Honestly, when I'm at Red Dwarf, I'm just drinking fucking Russell's painkillers, which are awesome. <laughs> um, great, great drink. It'll it'll get you. All right, next up. Next up in this. Piss Party, Piss Travaganza. This is Unicorn Piss. Unicorn Piss by By George Brewing Company. Nectar of the Unicorn? Why, yes. A hazy IPA with generous late hop, dry hop additions. Citra, Amarillo, and Azica hops give this whiz some wonderful citry tropical notes. Did the goddamn New York Post write this too? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Probably. Good break. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, so this one has 810 check-ins, 696 ratings. It's 6.5%, 46 IBUs for this. Uh, Tony, I'm going to I'm gonna come out and say it to you straight. This said hazy IPA in the description, and not not a one of these pictures isn't clearer, clearer than a, a glass of water. You know, this is scotch tape clear right here. Um these are quite, quite unhazy. Uh, by George Brewing Company, if you're wondering, is a brewery from M- Munis- Munising, Michigan, which I do not know where in Michigan that is, so it must be not in the parts I ever went. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake, this... 
This is tough because sometimes these clear beers, they score well and they shouldn't for the style. But I'm going to go. Now, th- I'm only going to clarify that it does say it's a hazy IPA, which is why I made it a point to tell you that they're all clear. I'm going to go with 3.41. All right. All right. You undershot. You undershot really? that one, Tony. I thought I would have been. It, it's not good for a hazy IPA, but it's but it's but it's fine. It's a three point seven four, which is frankly ass for a hazy IPA in these days. True, um, true. But I, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, three point seven four. So I think your mind was in the right place, but you you rated it like it's bad for any beer when really you just have to rate it bad for a hazy IPA. <laughs> um. All right, Tony, you need these two. Next one I have for you. This is this is a more straightforward um this is some more straightforward, you know, some the type of piss a lot of us used to deal with every day. This is cat piss. As a former cat owner, I can tell you those things love to piss. Has a tag uh, this to is it. from a, the the brewery is called Direct Beers Limited, which I don't know. I, their their description on Untapped is giving good beer a bad name. I don't know about this, and and the names are all horrible. So they have other beers which are named uh, Shit Faced, Big Cock, uh, Dandelion and Bird Shit, Old Fart, Grumpy Git, Dog P- they had Dog Piss too. Um, so they have a number of piss. They're working. They're working in the piss area. Uh, in the piss ecosystem here. So this one has uh, 368 check-ins, 321 ratings, 4.8%. Here's the blurb. We rescue stray cats from all over England. We feed them on the finest hops and barley, a bit of yeast, and plenty of water, and then we harvest the result using a sophisticated system of irrigation. The result is a refreshing, powerfully hopped pale ale. No cats were harmed in the production of this beer. So they're implying that they used piss in the beer. Now I don't now they didn't do that. We can assume. But um, also but it, it's four point eight percent and it's an English pale ale. Yeah, that's the curveball. So is this an English brewery? They're based in Ashburn, Derbyshire Derbyshire Derbyshire. England. Um okay. Derbyshire Yes, that's right, Tony. This sounds... Sorry, Nick. And I probably got that wrong, but that's how we would pronounce it in yeah, Australia. Yeah, we're both fucking up, yeah. <laughs> yeah those English have some Cat weird Piss names. Pale Ale, three, 321 ratings. Oh, this is also yeah. low. This is this is going to be coming in right at 3.52. Um, this is, yeah, at least on Outwards Appearance, it's... It's probably because it's a pale ale gets you to that three point five. I fucked you with this, Tony. I fucked you real bad. <laughs> uh, you were never going to get this. It's a two point nine one for cat piss. <laughs> That's all it deserves. <laughs> oh fuck him! Suck shit. Cat piss two point nine one. What an ass beer. Um, so Direct Beer is limited. One of the breweries with a like a brewery that if if they're making what we would typically refer to as again craft beer, one of the lowest brewery ratings I've ever seen. A total brewery rating of three point oh six. 
Um, and again, their beers are all, you know, sort of unpleasantly named Knobhead, Rat Arsed, uh, Lazy Sod, Bullshit, Farty Pants, uh, Dipstick. Oh, I don't like that. Great Tits. There you go. Is that something you should name a beer, Tony? No, um, it, it isn't. Yeah, I don't so. think so either. And there's some other ones that I'm not going to say that are actually even worse. So, uh, moving on to the final one here, Tony. Uh, we'll do this one for funsies. This is from the Coningham Brewery um, in Coningham, Pennsylvania. And we're going back into the human realm for this. I guess I would call a, uh, a dwarf a human-like if we're thinking of the mythical type thing, yes. like a dwarf with the red cap, like uh, a yeah, they're and yeah, they're a modified human race. Let's if we're going to call them that kind of dwarf, or they're a garden dwarf, or they're they're more gnomes. Than yeah, dwarfs. like a gnome. It's a gnome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into this one. These these are human uh, like as well. I'm pretty much all human. The pirate piss, golden lager. By Coningham. 204 check-ins on this, 168 ratings. Light-bodied American lager, 4.5%. Uh, we get some pictures of people drinking this outside out of... Um, this This person has took a picture of their ice cream, so I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, uh, so I think there maybe was a festival on the last weekend where this was released or something. Someone does say tastes like pi- pirate piss R, but then rates at 3.5. So maybe he's just like, well, they gave me what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted a glass of fucking pirate piss. Tastes like pirate piss. But what, do I, what right do I have to complain? But you know? How many people are traveling to Somalia to taste the delicacies that are pirate piss? Well, maybe they went for the Yemen version of pirate piss because they're the only two that places. Captain, that- what was the cat? Which Captain Phillips was that? Was it what it was? Yeah. What the fuck was that movie called? Yep, that was Captain Phillips. It's making him. This was my favorite part of the movie. They made him drink a glass of piss. <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. Do it again. Uh, okay. I'm the captain now. Drink my piss. You know that was a great part of that movie. I loved it. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. I have not seen the film, Tony. Oh, <laughs> I assume that happens. Then. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Pirate Piss Golden Lager. What do you think? 168 ratings for a light lager from Pennsylvania. Uh, golden Lager, 3.32. Not quite. 3.47. Uh, Tony, uh, for better or worse, you might think of this, but you are unfortunately not very dialed into the universe of hot piss beers, uh, sadly. So, we, you know, you got to get plugged in to the to the piss beers or else, you know, are there, are there more piss beers? Right. (laughs) Are there more piss beers? Yes, there are. Here's some other ones uh, real quick. The cat ate my stash and pissed on the Christmas tree by gigantic. Okay. That's reasonable. uh, That's the first reasonable like P name. That's like a, um, a really long, that's just a joke. Yeah. That's, we also have fish, fish piss, pale ale, fish piss. Um, we have whistle piss, 
We have tiny pissed off penguins. Uh, that's pissed off. That's different, I guess. We have about seven versions of wicked pissa. And, and I think at that point we start to. Now, the funny thing is that if you type piss, the first beer that comes up, you know what it is, Tony? This is a beer you're going to be somewhat familiar with, I think. It's the it's Blanche, Blanche de Brussels, the uh, beer with the mannequin piss. I'm not familiar with Brussels it. on the cover. And if you type P into Untapped, the first beer that comes out is Who Garden. <laughs> well, that makes sense because it tastes like pee. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, there you go. So there you go, Tony. That was the piss extravaganza Untrapped. Why don't we move on and you tell people how they can get a hold of, hold of us or find us if they want. Yeah, they can find us at Not any personally. good um, establishment's urinal. That's where Griff and I like to hang out. Um, and if they don't have a good urinal, we hang out in their, their um, grain bins. That's where we like to hang out. But if you want to hang out and we can't with hang us, there, we go to the back alley. Yep. And if when in none of those places, we're on a website that is famous for its piss content. It is untapped uh that man across from me <laughs> is hanging one out he's draining the spuds he is griff ad on untapped i'm saint moz on untapped um and if you ever see two males go to the toilet together there is only two plausible explanations maybe they're getting it on but more than likely they're doing a line of coke um you can send us a tip ko dash fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast you can send us an email beer engine show at gmail.com or hit us up on instagram at beer engine pod how is that pretty damn good oh just a fact i discovered on um simpsons fandom aubrey duffman uh, opened a cannabis and canterbury cannabis accessory shop and she oh, renamed God. Duffman. Did you want to take a guess? Weed, weed man? Puff man. Puff man. Oh, that is, that is something you could do. Yeah. I had a thought about The Simpsons today um, that was, like, impacted by South Park. Um, I, think, I think the South Park... Uh, Obsession hit the Simpsons hard in those a lot of those middle seasons, where all of a sudden it had to have like a they had to they had to be very um, explicit yep. with like doing politics jokes and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, you know, it's not that I disagree with even their politics or anything. It's just like this is weirdly un Simpsons like because I was watching a couple of recent Treehouse of Horrors. I was. I'm going through and watching a lot of them because I think those are still fun. Yep. Um, the Halloween episodes. I'm like, man, why are they doing like Ned Flanders has to say like, I'm out for a walk. I'm out to walk for the cure of being gay. And I'm like, okay, but would Ned Flanders have ever said anything like that in the first 11 seasons of the Simpsons? Like he, we knew he was Christian, but he wasn't like a fucking crazy evangelical Christian either, you know. But doesn't he have so to shift when the over the window shifts? I suppose you're right. I just, I understand what you're saying. Um, but it, I don't know, there was something so obvious and like corny about that that I was like, eh, for yep. this, you know. It was not a, it, it didn't, it didn't work for me. I understand what they were saying, but, and I uh, respect the 
politics of the joke, but also I'm just like, that's not really a good bit, whatever. Um, all right. I think we're done. Come hang out with us in the discord, make some funny posts. Tell us what restaurants really make you mad. And, uh, we will talk to you next week and have a wicked pizza. We'll be on talk about Australia. So yeah, have a wicked pizza out there. So long guys.